Welcome to Perimenopology, where we explore and converse about what it means to transition out of the young, hot, fertile, and fuckable box that our society labels as most worthy when you were socialized as a woman. Around here, we're all about body literacy and talking about the topics that society tells us are unimportant or inappropriate. I'm Michelle Kapler, reproductive acupuncturist, Chinese medicine practitioner, and master feminist confidence coach, and you've got episode number 20. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Perimenopology. Before I get into today's episode, I want to make a quick announcement. This episode is brought to you by my upcoming online class called The Menopause Mood Swing Solution. This free class is taking place over Zoom on Tuesday, March 14th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you've ever had the thought, this period in my life is like one big, long, never-ending PMS session, this class is for you. If you're approaching the edge of perimenopause and you're curious about what to expect, this class is for you. If you're feeling like your hormonal mood swings are impacting your quality of life and you're looking for some relief, this class is for you. Join me for a discussion where I answer questions like, why are perimenopause and menopause such an emotionally tumultuous time for a lot of people? How can I tell the difference between feelings that are normal and valid and when I'm just being hormonal? How can I think about it differently so I might be able to get a little bit of relief? And of course, we'll be looking at all of this through a feminist lens where we explore how our socialization and conditioning affect the way we move through this time in life, especially when it comes to our emotions. So I'll be teaching for half the class and then I'll offer free coaching to anybody who wants it at the end of the call as time allows. To sign up for this free class, you can head to michellecapler.com forward slash mood, that's M-O-O-D, and you can also find the link in the show notes. Again, that's michellecapler.com forward slash mood. And if you're listening to this in the future and the date of the class has gone by, you can access the replay in the Perimenopause Body Image Confidence Starter Kit. The link for that is in the show notes too. So today we're going to talk about mood swings and why perimenopause and menopause are a time when we can experience a real uptick in really intense feelings and emotions. This is something that I'm going to cover at length in the menopause mood swing solution, but today I want to give you a brief intro to the topic and talk about the why behind our heightened feelings and emotions during this time. Before I dive into it, I want to acknowledge that everybody's unique emotional experience during menopause is just that, unique. People come to this transition with all sorts of history, genetics, trauma, physiological function, and levels of burnout, as well as the social determinants of health that are unique to you. This means that everybody is going to have a different relationship with their feelings and emotions. For this episode, I want to talk about four factors that are nearly universal and play into almost everybody's emotional and cognitive experience in perimenopause and beyond when it comes to mood swings. So why do we experience these intense emotions and feelings during perimenopause? There are four main contributors that I want to talk about in this episode. This list is obviously not exhaustive. And again, we need to remember that perimenopause is a highly individual experience. Although these themes can be nearly universal in Western culture, there will be individual nuances that will affect the way that people experience them. So the four areas that I'm going to talk about here are physiological changes, loss of control, socialization, and identity. So first, I want to talk about the actual physiological changes that affect our emotional experience and our feelings about it. 
there are very powerful hormone shifts that are happening, mostly with estrogen and progesterone. And as we know, being people who menstruate, our estrogen and progesterone levels and their inevitable fluctuations can significantly impact our emotions. Some of us have been experiencing that for our entire reproductive space in our lives. Many of my clinical patients and coaching clients describe the perimenopausal transition as one of these intense and never-ending PMS experiences. I've also heard it described as PMS on steroids. So let's talk about estrogen for a minute. Our mood and emotional experiences are influenced by a number of different hormones, but the main hormone that tends to affect changes during perimenopause is estrogen. Our brains are greatly influenced by estrogen, which is produced in the ovaries and in the brain itself during the years that we cycle and menstruate. There are many ways that estrogen plays a role in brain function and mood, blood flow to the brain and brain metabolism being two of those ways. Estrogen also influences our serotonin production, which plays a big role in how we experience and regulate our emotions as well. When our brains spend decades experiencing estrogen production and metabolism at the level that you experience it during your menstruating years, there is some intensity and upheaval as those estrogen levels decline. Now that I've said all of this, I want to make it clear that it does get better. Our brains are incredibly adaptable and resilient and do eventually find a way to function with the new lower levels of estrogen, but it can be quite the emotional journey as the adaptation occurs. The second factor that I often talk about when doing this work is that perimenopause can feel like a time when there's a significant loss of control. Many of us have spent decades discovering the lifestyle practices that help us to regulate ourselves, our bodies, and our minds, but this can all change during the perimenopausal and menopausal periods. The practices and ways of thinking that used to work for us in the past to be able to emotionally regulate ourselves simply might not work for us in the same way anymore. So for example, many people have movement practices or exercise routines that may have helped them in the past that no longer work. For example, during most of my menstruating years, when I was feeling particularly anxious, if I did 20 minutes of soft yoga, I felt like a brand new person after. It significantly helped me to regulate my emotions on my nervous system. And I'm finding that I just don't get the same level of relief anymore. This loss of control can feel really stressful. And by the way, it doesn't just apply to emotional regulation. The same thing with physiological changes. A few examples that I've heard from patients and clients are things like the eating and exercise routine that used to help me maintain a particular body size and shape that I was comfortable with no longer worked for me, or the routine that used to help me get good quality sleep isn't as effective as it used to be. This perceived loss of control can be incredibly stressful. The next thing I want to talk about is how we've been conditioned as people socialized as women and how that affects the way we experience these changes in our emotional experience. Many of us have spent our entire lives being told, both explicitly and implicitly, that we shouldn't be too loud or too dramatic or too big or take up too much space. And this is especially true if you're socialized as a woman of color. So many experiences of having feelings of anger or grief or outrage or irritation or whatever else we're experiencing and being gaslit over and over again by other people and by ourselves. And this often sounds something like, oh, you're angry. You must be on your period or something, right? Or yeah, I'm crying and I'm feeling really upset, but don't mind me. I'm probably just being hormonal. 
And this all comes from the socialized belief that women can't be trusted to think rationally or be taken seriously because of our emotions. And when we've spent a lifetime being dismissed or dismissing ourselves for experiencing any type of strong emotion, when we spent our whole lives actively suppressing and denying our feelings, and when we've been socialized to believe that we are more worthy if we're quiet and polite and happy all the time, it can be really stressful to go through a hormonal transition where our emotions seemingly come up and out in ways that we can no longer suppress or deny. So there's that little layer there too. And on top of that, When we go through perimenopause, we experience a shift in our identity. I often refer to perimenopause as the second puberty in my work. Do you remember the first time you went through puberty? It was a strange and new and different and possibly horrifying experience, depending on how it was talked about in your family and your community, if at all. Some folks were fortunate to grow up in families and cultures that celebrated this change, But essentially, this first puberty was the transition where you go from being a child to an adult who menstruates. And we suddenly become very valuable to society when that happens. We're suddenly appreciated for the aesthetic appearance of our bodies because part of how we are valued is through our attractiveness to the male gaze. We're suddenly able to get pregnant and have children, which is the other way that society values people who menstruate. During that first puberty, we shift and change into a time in our lives when we are most valued by society, and that requires a shift in identity, whether conscious or not. And perimenopause is essentially a shift into the next version of ourselves, which is no longer valued by society, at least in Western culture. When we're no longer hot and fertile and fuckable by society standards, that necessitates an identity shift as well. Now, the way we choose to identify during and after this transition is completely up to us, but the very existence of this shift and change, again, whether conscious or not, can be very stressful and cause a lot of intense negative feelings. So now that we know the four contributing factors that I want to talk about that can make perimenopause a time of emotional intensity, what can we do about it? Well, that's exactly what I'm going to be teaching about in the menopause mood swing solution. I'm going to begin with a review of these factors, and then I'm going to dive into how we can get some relief from this emotional intensity just by changing the way that we're thinking about it. To remind you, the link to register is in the show notes. You can also register for free at michellecapler.com forward slash mood. That's it for me this week. Until next time, thanks for listening. If you are loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take this work to a deeper level, let's work together. If you are a resident of Ontario, Canada, we can work together in a clinical setting, both virtually or in person, to help you find a unique and customized treatment plan to alleviate your perimenopausal symptoms and get you the relief you deserve using Chinese medicine. If you're looking for support with body image, confidence, advocating for yourself and seeking treatment, or just generally making your life as awesome as possible through this transition and beyond, I can help you anywhere in the world through coaching. To learn more about your options for working with me, head to michellecapla.com and click on work with me on the overhead menu. I can't wait to talk with you. Thank you.